coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Uh, challenging a lot of the assumptions that, that people make regarding human behavior. To, to start off with that, I guess, is, for example, in my company where I work as an engineer, it's called Honeywell Intelligrated. I decided to go with an all-included sort of rent model mm-hmm. where I'm including all utilities, a fully furnished apartment, garage, washer and dryer, and all that stuff for one flat rent. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Up next on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Ricardo Yugis, who is, in 2009, was an immigrant to the U.S., and in that short period of time, he has actually been able to create a income for himself through rental properties, through investment uh, rental properties. So if you're new to real estate investing, Ricardo's story is one that you're going to want to pay attention to. Again, he basically, in a very, very short amount of time created without really having much of anything was able to create income producing properties for himself and we get into the stories of some of the the challenges that he had to overcome in his situation so again if you're new to real estate investing this episode of pass the secret sauce with ricardo yugis is certainly one that you're going to want to pay attention to That's kind of an interesting question. So for me, you know, I grew up uh, with a single mother in Caracas, Venezuela. And, you know, my mother will make some of these home meals that are very native in Venezuela called arepas. And arepas. we'll have some nice, nice conversations, some nice, nice dinner times. I'll usually come home, like, after playing soccer all day, pretty much, on mm-hmm. the weekends. And, yeah, just having a, having a fun time. What was in arepas? It's kind of like a corn flour that it's usually stuffed with like chicken or cheese and things like that. I still make it. And my wife, who's from Cincinnati, loves it. Yeah, that's great. That is great. <laughs> Very cool. So so were you the type of person growing up that had you know businesses that they started, you know, whether that be mowing the grass or selling candy or anything like that? Did you have the entrepreneurial bug early or? Yes. After I immigrated to the US. I came to the States 2009. I didn't know I didn't know the language. I didn't know the culture. We kind of struggled a lot financially. So at the age of 14, I found myself just getting some jobs here and there to kind of help my mom. I did everything from like mowing lawns, working at factory jobs to, you know, putting, working in construction sites, a lot of different things. So I kind of did whatever I had to do to you know, make ends meet from that end. And then that continued on once I was in college and I was past the sort of survival mode. It it kind of, I started doing several things and I I will talk a little bit more. So like I did 
DoorDash, that were DoorDash, like Uber, a lot of so, sort of the new things that are coming up. And when I acquired my first building, I started doing like Airbnb and some of the other short-term rentals and looking for opportunities to try new things. Yeah. Now, was this always, did you, did you guys move to Cincinnati right away when you, when you came to the U.S. or did you kind of move around a little bit or? Yeah. So this is the first place that we came to Cincinnati and, you know, the first few years we moved like about seven times. Our Mm -hmm. housing situation was kind of unstable. One of the first places that we moved into was this, this small apartment that some people welcomed us, welcomed us into their home. And there were about five or six people in there. And my mom and I were sleeping on like this twin size bed. You know, we did that <laughs> for some time. And, you know, we, we kind of lived in different places, like including like a trailer home mm-hmm. until my mom was able to save enough money to buy her first home and and, and be that's a little great. bit more stable. Yeah, no, that's great. So so you went to college and you started to, to get the bug to, to start looking at properties any idea where that came from or you know what drew you to real estate yes so when i was in college my mom so i was an international student so we had to pay tuition up front so my mom the first year or so had like two jobs and was trying everything she could to make ends meet and save enough money to pay for my tuition and i was working and studying as well and you know once i got some scholarships and i was doing a little bit better than surviving you know my mom started looking into real estate so she bought her first house for like ten thousand dollars and that was kind of the way of getting into real estate i started helping her kind of doing some improvements here and there and doing some things and kind of learning on my own so after several houses doing that and flipping houses i kind of learned that i wanted to get into real estate what i learned as well is what i wanted to do and not to do so I knew that single family houses wasn't what I wanted to do. Why is that? Primarily because of, well, when, when you get into real estate and you're just starting out, single families are great because they're very affordable. However, what I found is that there's a, a little bit of a greater risk because if the tenant doesn't pay the rent, then you don't have any other way to sort of be able to come up with the money for either the cost or, or, or the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I found out that with a commercial building, you can kind of spread that risk across multiple units. And so I was looking for three unit apartment buildings up to like five and you know 10 units. And mm-hmm. we actually uh, acquired our fourplex last year and it's gonna be a year in July from yeah. our ownership. That's fantastic. And, and so, what were some of the things that you had to solve when you were just getting into real estate? So I know that you, it sounds like maybe your mom had made the first jump and you kind of helped her when you made your own leap into real estate, or maybe you guys are still even partners, I don't know. But, but what are some of those, those initial things that you've learned now that you didn't know before you, you started purchasing properties? Yeah, so... I did, I've learned a lot of things throughout the way. And one of the things that I was looking at from the beginning was how can I sort of mitigate a lot of the common challenges that most landlords face, especially like managing a building, you want to like reduce your risk and like try to get rid of some of the common issues, like people losing keys and stuff like that. So I started looking into like smart homes 
devices, a lot of like digital deadbolts, things like that. So what I did is that I bought a, a, a Schlage deadbolt that, that was as smart for the building and I bought a, a, a digital deadbolt for each unit. So mm-hmm. I got rid of the keys and that whole issue of losing the keys because one time I locked myself out in the apartment. <laughs> None of the tenants were in the building. My wife wasn't around and I had to wait like two hours for somebody to get home. Yeah. And I was like, this cannot be. Yeah. So if we have a plumber coming into the building to do some work, I don't want to have to come to to the building. I can just give them a temporary code. They can come in and do what they need to do and and continue on. So that helped a lot. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. And then the other thing was uh, challenging a lot of the assumptions that, that people make regarding human behavior. To, to start off with that, I guess, is, for example, in my company where I work as an engineer, it's called Honeywell Intelligrated. They have a vacations, unlimited vacations benefit, right? And when, for example, if you had your own company and you were kind of going to provide that benefit, the first question that you will have is, are people going to abuse it? Is this something that people are going to take advantage of? And, you know, Honeywell, what they've done very well is that they've realized that by using data, they understand that people do not take advantage of it. So I kind of took that into consideration. And when I was looking at my building, I kind of thought, can I, can I offer a little bit of a better renting for my tenants? So I decided to go with an all-included sort of rent model. Mm-hmm. where I'm including all utilities, a fully furnished apartment, garage, washer and dryer, and all that stuff for one flat rent. So I realized that that helped, really helped a lot in that I realized that people weren't abusing it either. You know, the, 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 the utilities is kind of a variable cost for us as landlords, and it was kind of my fear. But at the same time, it was bringing a lot of attention from people to sort of that one flat rate. So... It was kind of interesting. So, so, so do you have a, like a waiting list now, basically? You know, has, has word spread around where you guys have this, you know, this, this great package where everything you know, is all included, so you know, we're just kind of gotten out? Or how, how does the, the marketing side look for you? Yeah, so it, it, I definitely was able to fill the apartment very, very quickly. I was able to rent it a lot faster than I expected. So... When I remodeled one of the units, which is what I had to do when I bought the, the building, I decided to do short-term rental. Mm-hmm. So I was renting it through Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, and TripAdvisor. And after the pandemic hit and nobody was traveling, it all 
my bookings got canceled, I decided to do that with with this one apartment back in March. And I was getting inquiries hmm. every single day. And I kind of had to stop it because I, I couldn't receive any more applications. And so, you know, we got somebody in within two weeks. So well, that worked out very well. So, so you've done this with one unit so far, right? The renting two and two? Okay. So, so you're building it out. Are these people still short term? Are they, you know, basically still running through Airbnb and, and or did you move them over into to police or? No, so I moved them into a lease. With the Airbnb, I only had it with one apartment. And the interesting thing is that it was a themed Airbnb. So it was a Harry Potter theme. Okay. <laughs> so my wife and I were big fans and we just kind of wanted to try something different. I love it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the what's we, the what's the the favorite piece in the house? Her, favorite Harry Potter piece that you've put in the house? Oh man! <laughs> so I went to an an antique store in Fairfield, which is probably like about half an hour from where our building is, and I saw in there like an an armored knight metal that was like five feet tall, and it, it looked incredible. And I saw it at that store, and I thought, man, that looks it's it just very impressive. Yeah. And I left the store and I didn't buy it. And I, I went to like, I think it was like Home Depot or Walmart. And I couldn't stop thinking about this thing. <laughs> so I just dropped everything I had and I just went back to the store and bought it. Real quick. And um, I remember leaving the store and having somebody like who was passing me and they were like, man, I, I there's nothing else cool like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so are you are you expanding out on this on this themed program, or is the other unit, you know, more traditionally decorated? It is. So, you know, after the the pandemic hit, we we unlisted it, but once things continue to go back to normal and people start flying and traveling again, we'll definitely yeah uh, do it again. Uh, we had people from like seven different countries and over a hundred guests. Wow. for the time that we had it. How, how long did you have it? For about four to five months. Wow, that's good. Um, that's really good. That's cool. And so is this, is the area where the, the apartment located at, is it a, a touristy area or is it just you know regular neighborhood area and you basically drew people there you know, because of this unique, you know, the unique decorations in, in the property? Yeah, it's definitely a pretty regular area. I mean, we are approximately 15, 20 minutes from downtown Cincinnati, which is where all the action is, where all the events are. But, you know, this neighborhood is is kind of in a transitioning location, you know, where new shops are kind of coming up and things like that. But it's and it's very diverse as well, which I really like. So we, we hope that in the near future, you know, it continues to improve. And That's great. Yeah, like I said, I, I've heard of other people doing, you know, Airbnbs and VBRO, but it always seemed like those homes were in, you know, areas that would attract, you know, attract people there just because of where it was. You know, it was close to a stadium or close to the theaters or something like that. There's some other type of attraction. So I really like the fact that you pretty well made your own attraction to, to bring people to a, a neighborhood and, and bring them in that way. So that's, that's really, really cool. I like that a lot. 
so what would you say, what's next? What are you, what are you looking to do next? Yeah, so I am currently in the process to apply to grad school. And, you know, I've kind of teased my wife about buying other buildings and continuing to grow this. But she just graduated with her master's, master's in genetic counseling, and I want to go for my master's as well in MBA. So, you know, that's kind of what we have in the horizon for now. And then just kind of, you know, continue to expand. This was a great opportunity to sort of start building wealth, especially for me as somebody who came to the States, you know, approximately 10 years ago and didn't have anybody, any, anything at all. And, you know, trying to help my family kind of as well who are in Venezuela. And, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at and that I didn't mention is in the near future, I'm looking to partner with an organization here in Cincinnati that does refugee resettlement. Mm. So they have a refugee resettlement program that, you know, help other immigrants who are coming here to Cincinnati and they're looking for landlords to provide affordable housing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, since my wife and I are kind of in a, a really good position, I've, we've kind of discussed the opportunity to help other people who came and are in the same position that I was 10 years ago. I love it. I love it. And that would be from anywhere in the world, Venezuelan programs that, that you could tap into. They help people from, from all over the world. There, there's people who come from, from the Middle East. There are refugees or people who are coming from South America and other, other countries to Cincinnati. Sanctuary City, I kind of want to continue to support that. And yeah, hopefully cool. we can participate on that. Yeah, that's very cool. And and you are launching a YouTube channel soon too? Uh, yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, when I was in college, in my junior year, I, I was trying to learn as much as I could about real estate and especially commercial real estate. And I kept looking and searching and I, I wish that I had the resource of somebody who will kind of share those those difficult moments that they were facing, who will share the, the time that they were faced uh, spending managing their building, what are the common issues that they were facing, how do they mitigate those issues, what are some of the cool things they did here and there to kind of increase the income from this building. So I'm kind of going to do that and hopefully I can have some guests as well to talk about their experience and mm -hmm. do some product reviews of some things that I've acquired that have helped me significantly as a landlord. And what, what, what are what are one of those things that you've uh, that you've acquired? What's your favorite thing? <laughs> well, the digital smart deadbolts definitely. Having yeah. no keys has been a huge improvement. Everybody has a code. If we have a guest or somebody doing some work in the building, they can just have a temporary code, and I don't have to show up every time. Or if somebody loses their keys, that's that's not really an issue. As well as like smart thermostats, like from Google Nest, that really has helped improve some of that variable cost of the heating and the air conditioning, as well as some other quirky things, such as like pipe labeling that has helped me kind of identify which labels for, for which pipe is for which apartment and, mm -hmm. and valve shutoffs and things like that, as well as like smart water leak sensors that can detect if there's a leak somewhere, you know, things like that have really helped make things easy. I love it. I love it. So if, if someone wanted to reach out and connect with you, maybe ask you some questions or what have you, what would you say the best way to, to do that would be? Yes. Yeah, so I actually have an email in which I contact all the, all the tenants and I do all that stuff related to my building. And that's rental, rental service 
at 1519wnorthbend.com. And that's the primary email that I'm currently using. When I grow the YouTube channel and start doing those, I'll have some additional emails. And Yeah, yeah. Well, let us know when you when you get that up and running. We'll, we'll tag it in the show notes and hopefully send you guys some, some traffic. So, no, this is great. This is interesting. I love some of the things that you've done. So it's always, it's always interesting hearing how other people have, have tackled the challenges that you run into in this business. So, so I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. No problem, Richard. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.